0: Queens, New York. Mets take the field. So amazing. Amazing, but true. Orange
1: and blue. So amazing. Here's the pitch. New York, folks. It's out of here. We got you. Do you believe it? Do you
0: believe in miracles? Yes. So don't sit here and call out the players who are busting their ass trying to win games. They teased us. They teased themselves. They're teasing us. They didn't tease you. They have to sweep.
1: No, look at my brass cojones because I throw the ball. You like that, Spanish Academy? You can't talk the talk and not walk the walk and then expect everybody to be okay with it. That's all. You want to know how real fan I am? I took out a personal load to go to the playoffs in 2015. If you're a real fan, a real fan, you say, so what? I've done enough scoreboard watching. The only scoreboard that matters is the one that's in front of our face. Next week is probably going to be an intervention. So let's talk about it next on Amazing But True. Ooh. Welcome back to Amazing But True, that's right, our new intro song, it is a thing of beauty. It's Jake Brown here, Nelson Figueroa there, Figgy, we are back in studio for the first time in over two years. The closet turned studio. Continental breakfast included here at the New York Post. Have yourself a little bacon, egg, and cheese while you listen to your boys here at Jake Brown Radio at Figgy NY and follow us at. At Amazing But True, back for season three. How good are we? that They said, you know what? Let's go renew a season three. We're like approaching friends in Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> we're only about 20 more years away. Yeah, slow you, down. You'll be a lot grayer by then. You got some grays, but still a handsome son of a bitch. But you walked in with uh, the ponytail in, and I thought we were filming Joe Dirt 2 uh, coming up. You had a little uh, a hair tie back there. Obviously, I don't own any of those, but uh, good to see you. Obviously, I've seen you in person. in in the last six months or so but good to see you back in studio and I'm happy to be back for another season and what should be probably the most exciting season we've had of the show so far
0: oh it better be the bar has been raised high expectations for us uh, especially here at the New York Post we know what we're capable of we know what the show brings to the table I think that it's the number one podcast for the Mets bar none we have the best guests we have the best hosts I'm able to provide insight and analysis like nobody else. And listen, this year is going to be a special year. I really, really think so. I think ownership, the players, I think everybody's buying in. And we have a manager for the first time that it's not his first time being a manager. So it it looks to be uh, all things are pointing in the right direction. And uh, speaking of right directions, I made it here. And I made it here on time. I'm very proud of myself taking public transportation and uh, making it back to the studio. So um, now if I could just, instead of having being a guest at my own workplace and have my own ID and I can get around, I wouldn't need you to come get me like dad picking me up.
1: Oh, I am the pod father. You are just the father. <laughs> uh, so it does line up. You're an actual father, and I'm the father of the pods. But, yes, it's it's exciting. And Buck Walter, a quote machine, early Sunday, Gelbs is talking to him, and he's already getting distracted. And just this guy, and I, and hopefully we'll have him on the show sometime soon. He was your first manager in the big leagues, right? On the mm-hmm. uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks yep. back in two thousand and. He just brings something different to the table. Everything he says, from, you know, I just, I'm getting my four shots, stick it wherever we want to stick it. Every quote, I, I want to ask him if, if he could have been a comedian if it wasn't for baseball, because he's very funny, entertaining. It's the polar opposite of Luis Rojas, and it's a breath of fresh air. And if you saw my clip, the SNY clip where they mentioned your name, mm-hmm. which was nice to hear, uh, shout out to Dexter Henry. I uh, basically said that. I think this team is set up to win a World Series. And the naysayers will continue to say, look at all the other teams that get better. And my response to that, figure and the people who say that are DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett. Top of the rotation that no other team has, and Buck. Buck is the fourth name on that list. He's a veteran experienced manager who's managed in New York. Those four names are why I think the Mets will be the cream of the crop. And we'll talk about the other stuff and what they need to add later. But those four names alone, obviously, if healthy, if everything goes right, the mandates, we'll see what happens there in New York. Those four names alone should give Mets fans a lot of confidence as we're uh, riding through all these storylines of spring training.
0: Yeah, you have undoubtedly two of the best pitchers in the last decade between DeGrom and Scherzer. I'm not buying into the, you know, Scherzer's getting older and why would you pay that much for, you know, the Mets have been... Infamous for paying for guys on the way out of their career, but no one has still put up the numbers and is at that level. Top five pitcher in either league when it comes to strikeouts, ERA, wins, and just a guy that if I have to give the ball to one guy and it's not DeGrom, my God, I have to pick him in the heartbeat to be the guy to lead my team. Now you had Bassett, who to me is the American version of Ubaldo Jimenez. Funky mechanics, large body, big fastball, big breaking ball. It, you know, it, It's that... First time around the league, and especially coming from the American League, where teams didn't really get to see this guy. So until you see him, until you're in the box against him, and you see somebody of his stature and the way that he throws a baseball, it's different. you got three guys who are out there throwing the ball with three different styles, and they're coming at you, and they're going to be one, two, and three in this rotation. It's exciting for Mets fans because that's what you're expecting is there's no big fall-off. You're talking about Cy Young candidates every year for the first three starters that you have. And then after that, you know, there are some question marks. But at the same time, there's a lot of positivity that we're seeing through spring training thus far. Guys have come in, and they're in great shape. They're already, I mean, they're starting out four innings the first day when they're having an inter-squad game. That's a, a big sign that, you know, these guys took it to heart that the lockout was going to end eventually, and they were going to be ready to be called upon, and weren't going to need that long, extended spring training that we're used to. You got Bassett, you know, enjoying being in the with the Mets and having an opportunity to do something special. You've got the back end of that rotation. You know, David Peterson is he's struggling still a little bit, finding himself. We saw that with him in spring training last year. Taiwan Walker still has to come back around and be the first half pitcher that he was last year. Uh, Carrasco, you know, he's a guy who a veteran guy as well, who's top ten. In the last 10 years in baseball top 10 in the American League. Everybody keeps forgetting that and I know it's, it's been a rough last few years because of injuries, but the injuries have mainly had been to his lower half with his hamstring and, and a few other injuries that he had in his lower half. Then he finally got the elbow fixed. The elbow is fixed now, and for his velocity right now is 92, where normally it's been 87-88 in his career at this time in spring training. So very encouraging to see him throwing the ball so well. Hopefully he can stay injury-free, and we can see the best of Carrasco outside of that first inning. Yeah, I was going to say, the first (laughs) inning, he sucked, and then after that, he was great. Every time. So
1: last year was funky for him and and the schedule and everything. So that's the one issue, I think, and the one worry Mets fans will have is everyone got ready quick. It was like, all right, lockout over. We got a deal we're playing 162 we're squeezing this in we're doing a shorter spring training i don't think any fan is mad at a shorter spring training because these games are the biggest tease like when it gets to 30 games in march you know it's the hot girl flirting with you that you have no chance with and we know i know that very well uh so and andrew Hart, who's here with that knows that very well i'm just kidding andrew's a much better looking guy he he, he gets the babes you know he, he's our resident drummer here uh in the studio with us for the first season andrew wasn't here last season so he gets to enjoy the ride of our once a week show this week this year not twice a week just Mondays so we're gonna put our best foot forward for that one show a week In studio, But the good thing is those are depth guys. When you talk about Peterson and McGill, those are guys, if someone goes down, Mm -hmm. we hope to hear no DeGrom polled. You get the notification on your phone. You're like, (laughs) here we go again. If you get through a whole year of him, you're in good shape. And Scherzer, while he is older, has not had injury issues. Let's knock on your closest piece of wood uh, while you say that. But uh, I don't know. Is this wood? What material Uh, is this?
0: Might be for Micah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's weird being back in the studio because I get here and I see the grand taxonomy of rap names. I'm like, wow, they must have known Jay Swizzy was coming in the building. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't see a Swizzy. Too soon. I think it's Jay too soon. We'll get a rap, a rap later this year. We have to have an annual rap. After I spit some hot bars at Catch Astoria last year. Now, these live shows, people are wondering. A lot of people did not think you would be back for the podcast because now, if you were lived under a rock or you just haven't seen the news, I guess it wasn't huge uh, as the lights come back on in the building. Yeah, that was Took Two years. Yeah. yeah. Was- God came for this <laughs> grand announcement, this press conference. You were the new pitching coach of the Staten Island Ferry Hawks, which you're rocking the gear in studio. If you're watching one of the video clips, you see me and our show gear, you and your new team gear. You are back doing the show, and once a week might help because Monday is your off days. Yep. But you're the pitching coach, and I and you want to talk about your new role and this new franchise, which is in the Atlantic League, the mm-hmm. same league as the Long Island Ducks. Right. So now that you have the Long Island versus Staten Island, and we know I've I've said some bad things about Staten Island in the past, uh-huh. but uh, for your sake, I'll have to make it out there for the first <laughs> time since uh, the girl I lost my virginity to in uh, freshman year uh, college. <laughs>
0: How do I follow that up? Anyway, uh, yeah, the the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. So the night that Edgardo Alfonso got introduced as the manager, Gary Perrone is the general manager who is the assistant general manager. He's done a multitude of roles with the... Pony Island Cyclones with the Brooklyn Cyclones.
1: Great guy who I texted that we need shirts, Fonzie and Figgy, and have a sh- you as a Mets uniform, him in a Mets uniform, Staten Island uniform, Staten Island uniform and a shirt. I'll take 10% of proceeds.
0: Oh, we'll definitely make that happen. <laughs> so when uh, they're introducing Fonzie, I'm legitimately watching it you know, on Twitter. They're sending pictures. There's a live thing going on. And I'm just sitting there at, in my house, and all of a sudden my phone rings, and it's Gary and Alfonso together. And first off, he called me Tarzan. Alfonso says, Tarzan.
1: Is that your nickname?
0: Uh, he saw the hair, so he goes Tarzan. I'm
1: about uh, to start calling him Tarzan. He goes,
0: what? I like that. He goes, what What are you doing this year? And I go, I know where this is going already. And no, <laughs> and he says, No. He goes, I, I need you. He goes, I, I, you know, I think this is a, a good spot for you. And if it's good enough for Edgar Alfonso and all the things that he's done in this game, it's a great experience for me to work underneath him and and learn from him. Um, and to be the pitching coach in Staten Island. I'm very familiar to, familiar with Staten Island growing up in New York baseball. Uh, I'm excited about the opportunity. I'm excited about the new franchise, great ownership group who's backing us and, and giving us every opportunity for this to be a big success. The community is excited about it. Everybody wants to be a part of it. And so uh, the Ferry Hawks, uh, Pete Davidson is one of our Partial owners. uh, There's a group from SNL that are the partial owners. Michael uh, Che. Yep. Pete Davidson already has been in contact with us, and he follows only three things on Instagram, and we're one of them.
1: Although he got rid of his Instagram, but at the time, he at did the it. Time that he was did. a big
0: story. Oh, yeah. So for, for us, we're, we're, we're really excited uh, about uh, the opportunity and, and what we can do. And we're having our open tryouts on April 2nd, invitational tryouts April 9th. Spring training for us is only nine days from the 10th to the 19th. And then we open up our season on the 21st. Should
1: I come for a tryout just for for fun, like backup water boy uh, or so the chicken parm guy? We, is that a, is we that can, a payroll? We can,
0: we can absolutely have you come out there and we're going to have everything being videoed and we can uh, show the video to the fans.
1: That should be fun, actually. Okay. I could at least field some ground ball. I think second base would be the best position for me.
0: So this is where, where fantasy Less camp pressure. comes in. Remember I always talk about fantasy camp because guys get to put on the uniform and try and actually make plays instead of sitting there yelling at the TV saying, I could have made that play. Oh, how did you not hit that pitch? Oh yeah, we're gonna bring you this in and could let go you do. Very
1: it. bad for me, think. <laughs> but uh, for for the sake of content and amazing but true, I might try uh, that. Hey, I'm
0: all for it, and you know uh, Gary will welcome it.
1: Oh, well, they validate parking. Uh, I don't I, have a car; it doesn't matter.
0: Uh, you can take the ferry there, bro. All
1: right, well, expect- That's the idea. Oh, I'll take the ferry over. It's That's
0: legitimately it, 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 a docks in right field, the right field corner, and you just walk over about a hundred
1: feet. Doc Gooden is in right field. Wow, all right, very interesting. <laughs>
0: How is he telling the dad jokes? I'm not really understanding this.
1: The dad and the fake dad. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations to you and uh, thank, well, you, thank you, thank know, you. Hopefully, this is a path to the Mets or or somewhere. I know that's your goal, right? Is to coach in the big leagues.
0: Well, that's everybody's goal. It's the same thing. I think playing in the big leagues was always the childhood dream, and now people ask you, "Well, what do you you know? What's your dream job?" You know, I, I don't have an answer for that because my dream job was to play. And I did that early no, early on in life. And so now what is it that, that you know drives you? What is it that excites you? I've been coaching a multitude of levels uh, of different players and pitchers. And I feel like I, I, I'm a very good person to guide a first-year team, especially. And for these guys who are in the Atlantic League, for those that don't know, the Atlantic League is the highest level of baseball that's not affiliated With major league teams So in major league baseball There's A ball Double A Triple A Triple A is the highest level This equates out To triple A level Because what usually happens Is guys that get released Right after spring training And they don't have A place to play They don't want to just Take an A ball contract Because that's the only room That they have With an affiliated team They want to kind of Be ready to play And maybe one of the other 30 teams Somebody gets hurt In a month from now But they need a place to play Against a high level of talent That's where the Atlantic League Comes in And the Atlantic League I'm one of 23 members of the Long Island Ducks who made their way back to the big leagues after playing with the Atlantic Ducks. Rich Hill being, of course, the most famous with, uh, what was it, $40 million that he had signed for soon after that. But he was out of baseball and had to prove that he could still do it at a high level and get another opportunity. And once he got that opportunity, you know, never looked back. But I think it's – I always point to guys like that, point to guys like myself where I went there thinking – you know, this could be my last season playing professional baseball. You know, I'm going to enjoy it. And thank God it was only two starts and the Nationals called. And it wasn't that the Nationals gave me an opportunity to go back to the big leagues, but I got back with affiliated baseball. Other teams got to see me. Other teams said, oh, he's back pitching again. You know, his arm looks healthy. And I was able to then create at least a little buzz where I had a, a body of work that wasn't rehab assignments or therapy for the last two or three years. So when these guys come to me, some of them are going to be projects. There's going to be guys throwing 96, 97, 98, and you're wondering how are you not an affiliated ball? Well, there's a reason for each one of these guys to be there. So I have to see what makes them tick. I have to see what's going to get them better and what's going to get them out of there because that's my goal is to get them – back to affiliated ball and back to the big leagues.
1: And you got to make sure that they don't throw it wild because if they do, it's it's labeled as a base hit, and the guy gets to run to first with these new experimental rules, which I know is going to have you stacking up Tylenol in, in the coach's <laughs> office Yeah, that's going to get out of control.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the things. When that's our affiliation to Major League Baseball, we're kind of the guinea pig. League, where they try to do some adaptations of some of the rule changes that may happen soon, and they try them out there at the Atlantic League first, and they try to not make a mockery of the game and do all of them at once. So the first half, we're trying a few things, and the second half, we're trying a few other things. There's a DH rule where now that there's universal DH, well, the starter still has to go five innings. If the starter goes less than five innings, then you lose the DH, and now the strategy is who's going to have to come in and DH or does DH go into play? There's a double switch that the National League Baseball was known for, and then you have to you know, put a different guy in to hit where the pitcher would have
1: hit it. Hit where the DH goes in. Well, Tarzan, you'll be in my heart. Um, <laughs> see what I did there? Phil Collins. Uh, there it we is. We got our drummer. That, that Bad was, joke again. That was uh, actually very impressive that I just referenced one of the hit songs from Tarzan. i oh, talk talking God. about that, but that brings me to the point of you bringing up DH as we go back to the Mets here. and. Robinson Cano is a real X factor on this team. Buck Showalter talked about him on Sunday and how he's kind of been this quiet veteran presence. The reporters and our guy Pumo, who posted the great picture of Jacob Degrom picking up a pizza, and he thought it was that. under Degrom, but it was under Jacob. It, it happens to the best of us, I guess. But uh, I wonder what pizza he was getting, you know, around Port St. Lucie. Why is Therese? that the
0: first thing you think
1: of? We got to put up a, the tally. Everything. I'm think Bing. of food. When you say by the wayside, it'll be five dollars a charity. When I say food, it'll be a dollar because I'll mention food 10 times an episode and we'll donate it to a charity at the end of the year. So, Hearts, you keep a uh, mention of that. That's that's one for food there. Oh, um, no, no,
0: no. That's about three already for food because <laughs> you talk that's
1: about the- breakfast... <laughs> That's, See? Two, that's true. Good breakfast. All right. So two dollars a twelve nuggets. All right. That's three. We're already at three dollars. Wow, oh, whatever. Charity is about to get a new car. Cards for kids. Uh, I heard. I heard they were kind of uh, frauds. But anyways, because uh, <laughs> now they're taking everything. Cards for kids is like, give us land, give us a factory, give us a house. I'm like, I thought you were cards for kids, not houses for kids. Um, houses well, I support kids. houses for kids, but now you're like. Give me land for kids. Kids don't care about land. This isn't the land before time here. Um, Anyways, back to (laughs) D.
0: (laughs) This segment brought to you by ADD medication. I
1: (laughs) I went from Robinson Cano to cars for kids. Wow, it's not
0: even ADHD. That's Mm -hmm. not high quality right now. So that's
1: why they paid me the big bucks. Uh, (laughs) But Cano is a guy I'm excited about, and you know what I was saying was he's kind of skirted around the question. They were like, "Why." Why did you do PEDs a second time? Why did you ruin your legacy? Because if, if he doesn't get PEDs a second time, Robinson Canó was the first battle hall of Famer, one of the greatest hitters of our generation. But now he comes back from this. You kind of put that in the past, and he has the ability to be a DH. And we love the fact that there's universal DH. Probably the best part of the lockout was that being added. Everything else sucked from the negotiations. We won't get into it because it's old news now, but the back and forths to Bob Nightingale exciting us all, to Jeff Passan, uh getting hacked, getting hacked mm-hmm. to breaking the news hours later after getting hacked. I mean, talk about a flex. Guy gets hacked by some uh, ETH, I don't even NFT. know. Crypto, NFT, <laughs> ABC, DEFG, I just lost the alphabet, but... Uh, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) It's been two years. I'm I'm, I'm trying to recover here. But that whole sequence, but then we get the DH out of it. And what's good for Figgy for the Mets, besides Cano, they have options from Dom if they keep JD and McNeil, although I think one of them will get traded and we'll get to that in a little bit when we answer some questions from you guys. And also the return of the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy is coming up in a bit. But this benefits the Mets and it benefits Cano because you can really DH him. 80 games he doesn't need to be out at second not that he's bad at second but we know he's older and can't move as much Mets fans figure should be excited about Cano in this DH because before he was hurt with all those injuries this first year he was a two eighty three hundred 300 hitter mm-hmm. he adds a lot to this team and DH is going to add a lot to this team and makes this Mets offense a lot more dangerous than I think fans are thinking right now they're, they're saying I don't know if we have enough bats I think the DH and the mixing and matching they can do is going to benefit them
0: Oh, without a doubt. When you have a veteran like Cano, who still has a lot to prove, and and remember, we go back to our first year of the podcast, and I had applauded Brody Van Wagenen for his foresight. Oh In <laughs> his foresight that the universal DH would be a, a reason why the Robbie Cano trade would work out. Mm-hmm. Right. Remember, when you're a guy who's an agent, uh, you're thinking about people's futures. You're forecasting what. This guy's marketability, his stock, how he would play in the future. So when everybody else saw an old declining, you know, second baseman who doesn't move so well, he said, yeah, the universal DH vote keeps getting closer and closer. So when that day comes, because it makes more sense for every single team, Robbie Cano will be a good DH that can DH the rest of his contract. And nobody would really worry about having him on the team. His bat. As long as it plays and we know he's still quick inside, he's still able to hit home runs, he's still able to hit the ball all over the field. That's something that now with the new baseball, the way that these guys are going to not be asked to play 162 games and you know, there's going to be more turnover, guys moving around, the juggling of the lineups, there's so many ways that this is going to work out very well for the Mets. Mm-hmm. Because we said, as we said in the past, these things have a way of working themselves out, and you want to have not just bodies or able bodies in spring training. You want to have enough quality players that the fall off from the A team to the B team isn't as substantial. That's why like now when you see those inter-squad games and they mix it up and it's, it feels like a little bit of schoolyard, right? You have them almost choosing their own sides and just to see how they pair it up. It's very even, it's almost very even depending on who the starting pitchers are or who the pitchers are uh, of which team could beat the other team that day. In the years past, when the A team went versus the B team, the B team took a, a an ass whooping usually. So I think the Mets have done a really good job of the depth that they have and they still have key pieces that can bounce back. Dom Smith being fully healthy over the last two, three years is become a very, very good hitter and not just a... Singles hitter. He's hitting doubles. He's hitting home runs. Will the real Jeff McNeil stand up? We're still waiting for that.
1: Well, both of them, too. I mean, you would think they're due for a comeback year but after. Somebody's going to have. Year. Yeah,
0: somebody. I think Dom was more injury, but Jeff McNeil, remember, I said in spring training last year, he was lost.
1: Well, he I hope he lost. met with Jack Nicholson and got his anger management lessons <laughs> in because that's been his biggest issue. just is he gets. He'll have a hit and he didn't hit it hard enough and he'll throw his helmet. He's got to just chill and remember he's playing the game of baseball. He's
0: still mad from last spring training when he struck out three times so that's what usually happens with him is that he has to realize that you know being able to, to shake it off and have a short memory you're going in tomorrow you might have to play the field you might have to play left might have to play second you might have to dh who knows but he's a viable piece jd davis all he does is hit so they'll find a way for this thing to
1: work out. You need depth, and in the words of the great philosopher Megan the Stallion, you can never have enough body, yadi 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 um And the but no, you know, there's a couple guys that everyone's talking about depth. They, they got to add someone. Yeah, you love Conforto. Listen, I mean, who doesn't like Megan the Stallion and like that song? I mean, uh,
0: Trey songs. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's, uh, Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez, that's Tory Lanez. Tory Lane. Tori uh, uh, Allegedly shot her in the foot. <laughs> I've shot myself in the foot in this show a couple times Yes, Cheddar already. Bob. You have. <laughs> Cheddar Bob? Yes. Who's Cheddar Bob? Oh, my God. Should I know who Cheddar Bob is? Did Heartless? you not see you know 8 Cheddar Mile? Bob? Oh, it's from 8 Mile. Okay. Holy. <laughs> Which one was Cheddar Bob now? The one who shot himself in the leg. Oh, okay. I got to watch 8 Mile again. It's been a while. I've seen it, of course, but I'm, I know the I rap can't. scene more is iconic. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, You know, as a fellow rapper, I'm more... In tune with the rap scene than uh, oh. Cheddar Bob. Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> in other news, <laughs> uh, where do I go from there? I mm. just lost my train of thought after Cheddar Bob. Now, oh, we we're talking bodies and depth. Yes. Would love to have Conforto back. We'll talk about that in the questions. Would love some more depth. But if if you gotta live with what they got, you saw some of it on Sunday with Jankowski and Paulka, Two guys who aren't terrible fifth or sixth outfielders mm-hmm. if they have to go that way. And a lot of this depth is gonna rely on Charlie Martin. And here's a guy who you saw in the fall league mm-hmm. down in what was it, Puerto Rico or Dominican. Mm-hmm. And guys play. This oblique is something that could really be an issue. He says he'll be fine for opening day, but my God, they need him at the top of the order. You need his speed. And enough of the talk of Nimmo wants to play center. Starling Marte's your center fielder. Brandon Nimmo's not a bad center fielder, but Marte is a much better center fielder. And if that oblique's an issue, he's not going to be able to track down balls in center field and might have to play left. So you got Canna. Yes, if you get Conforto, this offense is complete. But I think the Mets are going to be okay, figgy, depth-wise. And that's something we'll address, too, in the coming weeks. Bullpen-wise, they get out of vino. Familia's gone. Besides chicken parm, my heart rate is getting a little bit better. There's another, That's five, what are we, at, $4? <laughs> Thank God it's only a dollar. If it was like $5 of reference, I'd be Jeez. broke. But besides that and the high triglycerides and cholesterol, Familia's gone. Don't have to go through yeah. that. Adavino coming off somewhat of a down year, which makes me feel good about him that he'll have an up year. Yeah, you kind of like him. these guys coming off down years, and we talked on the phone about this in an even year. He'll probably be better. So you get him for one year, $4 million. Jason Shreve's the guy who might end up being your only lefty, but as I said to the SMY thing, I think they're getting another reliever, whether it's Hayter, Kimbrel, or another elite guy. You have to at this point. I think... You know, Epler knows. They know after seeing Jansen go to the Braves, the Phillies get Familia. They get Schwarber, Castellanos. So the teams in the division are getting better. Mm-hmm. So the Mets know they need another arm, they need another bat, and they get those two things. I think fans are going to be a lot more at ease going in to opening day in DC, which I might go to. I might make my first trip to uh, DC for the uh, opener down there. Nice, I can see you doing that. that. That's definitely within realm of possibility. Take
0: that train ride.
1: Oh, I might drive, I might have someone drive a friend of the or a friend of the program. Allie, might uh, drive former New York Post employee. Allie. Um, so, I'll also throw this in there. I've only been to DC once, and it was when they opened the ballpark park and I saw the New York Mets play and believe it or not, I got one autograph at that game. And that was from Nelson Figueroa. Wow. Bam. And I See still have that? the baseball He comes with in me. for one line and brings the heat. Is that? <laughs> well, do you want another one now? He's got a jersey. <laughs> He'll sign it for you. I'll give it you a your black jersey.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think that's um, when you talk about, oh, they don't have a left-handed reliever. Like, you're worrying about things that could be very insignificant. The lefty-on-lefty lefty thing where it used to be one guy for that one out in the big part of the game now there's a different strategy to it, right? You either find a way to walk that guy, pitch him more carefully, and worry about the righty that comes up because you have to face three batters. So lefties in general may not be as important as they used to be. So I think Jason Shreve, having him in camp, he was good, man. He was yeah. good for the Mets, a nasty split finger, knows how to throw it, knows how to pitch around contact and solid contact, and I think he's going to be the guy that makes the team. It just It's as you get down to the numbers crunch who becomes expendable. As you have all this great depth that you want to keep around, you're not going to be able to keep everybody around. So that's where those trades that we talk about and pieces that might be a little bit extra when you're looking, you have right now, I think it's five left fielders uh, that uh, the team can possibly have. Um, When you look at the third baseman, this, the same thing, you know, second baseman, you have three or four guys that can play second base. So some guys start to become a little bit more expendable. And, you know, one one team's trash is another team's treasure. So it could work out where they get another arm um, that they need. And do you want to see them get one of those big names? Absolutely. But I think because of the expanded playoffs – not going to see a lot of big name movement.
1: Yeah, 12 team playoff. And, uh, you know, the odd man out for me is JD, but I think teams want McNeil more. And the Mets are thinking maybe JD is our right handed guy because they are, they do have a bunch of left hand hitters. I would like to do a pack J.D. and, you know, a prospect to get Hayter, or maybe two prospects. I think the Bassett deal was great. I know a lot of fans weren't happy, you know, with the fact that they had to give up a big prospect. Who is, who is that now? Gin in, in, uh, in Ginn. But, you know, Vientos may be the guy in a packet for Hater. We'll see about that all right we have the nelson figuero spanish academy coming up by the way th- this has the feel of a special met season when pete Alonso's car flips three times and he's just fine he yeah, proved he to us the like next he, day he played th- yeah he came back he's like yeah i actually got a serious car accident my car flipped three times you see the video of his car that was a sign that something special is coming well the nelson figuero spanish academy is coming but coming up next not amazing but true we answer your questions from twitter and instagram
0: that's chicken McNugget money. Stop it!
1: All right, we're back on Amazing but True. Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa, Andrew Hartz. We got some questions from the post Instagram, which I will read, and then from Twitter as well. So, in reply to your tweet at FiggyNY, follow him, follow Jake Brown Radio, and follow it at, at Amazing Buttrue from Pat McAdam, McCadam underscore Pat loved all season, but I think they still need help in the pen. Would have loved signing Jansen. Need a backup closer. If Diaz struggles again, that's something we just addressed, Figgy, that Kimbrel or, or Hater is that guy. Those are the two names you think of on the trade market. There's not really much on the free agency market. Mm-hmm. There's some depth guys, but no one big there. Schwartz Jeff, Jeffrey says, really like Buck's enthusiasm during the game today, basically ignoring the interview to encourage his guys. I think he'll be a great fit for us. I would have liked one additional bat and a lefty starter brought into camp. I think that's something we also address, that Mm -hmm. I don't know if they need a lefty starter, but a lefty in the bullpen is important. You have Peterson as your depth starter, although we'll see what happens with him. I think him and McGill what probably start in triple A at the beginning of the year.
0: Yeah, if everything works out, right, I still think that you have to keep pieces. And I was one of those guys that constantly got sent down because I had options left. You know, I think we're so used to these guys now getting to the big leagues and just staying there because the window of opportunity that you're given now is so small. Right. You hear these you hear these names for three years and then you're like, Oh, whatever happened to that guy? because they're churning out these younger ball players and they're giving them an opportunity but they're not giving them an opportunity to stay around and they're saying hey if you want to stay around you can take from the 600,000 that you're making in the big leagues to you're going to be making 5 grand a month in the minor leagues and guys are like you know what I think it's time to get a regular job so you you lose out on seeing a lot of a lot of pitchers that you were used to seeing. So I think a left-handed starter. We're well past that. All the free agents that have signed or we're going to sign have signed. Um, you're not going to get wild by anybody. So it's going to have to be in-house as of right now. And because again, the expanded playoffs make everybody feel like they have a shot to get there. And if the Braves taught you anything, is that if you can get there, you have a chance to win the World Series. They were the worst team record-wise and the team that really no one gave a chance to. Everything was always about the Giants, the Dodgers. You know, Those were the teams that were going to take it and be able to go the furthest from the National League, and the Braves ran through there because they were just playing the best baseball at the right time.
1: Yeah, and like I said the SMY video, I think they'll make a move in July when they need to. They'll go into that Cohen tax, his own tax threshold. They'll dip into that thing and, and go deep in on the deep end, which I won't, because I could barely swim. I could only doggy paddle a little bit. Not a great swimmer, so I'll go in the. Uh, I won't go in the deep end of the Learned pool. Learn something
0: new about I'll, you I'll, every I'll, day,
1: Steve. I think I told you. I just cannot swim. I am just a terrible swimmer. Uh, <laughs> clearly, those days at Camp Best Shalom didn't do me well. <laughs> in the pool there. Uh, Lindsey asked, uh, which we kind of just addressed, do, do you think we're going to send McGill down to AAA and do we think we're saying farewell to J.D. Davis? McGill will definitely start in AAA barring an injury if someone gets hurt. I think he might be the first guy they go to as yeah. the next starter, but we'll see. And then J.D. Davis, yes. I do think he's the odd man out in a trade just because he's such, not a liability, but we saw him at defensively and it was a bit of a concern. So I think his defense is issue. He's more of a D.H., I think the Mets have that with Dom, where they could play him at first and DH. So I think JD Davis Figgy will be the odd man out and get traded. If not before the season, maybe he's the guy in July when the Mets are like, "All right, we need an arm. We got to trade one of these bats. We got too many bats."
0: Yeah, you know what's crazy? Again, talk about the way that baseball is done now, and being that these players aren't playing 162 games, they aren't getting as many reps as they normally do. So that that when they do get in the game, and all of a sudden they make two errors in a ball game, you're like, "This guy's terrible." Meanwhile, if you look at it, I want to say he made less than 10 errors for the whole season. So, it, it and he got less opportunities just because of those first couple of games where he was a circus. But he got better, and I think that's something it's tough to work your way out of. That name or that pedigree stays with you in a bad way. That oh man, this guy's a liability at defense. But the more opportunities he gets, the more comfortable he gets. The more times he gets to see, you know, the way the ball bounces on every single play, he's able to make these plays. And I think he doesn't get enough credit for what he does on the other side of the ball by not taking his defense to his at bats and coming through in the clutch in those at bats you make up for those defensive uh, mishaps. And I I think he's a much better player. And I I wish he had uh, a chance to do it. And He might be one of those players that goes somewhere Midwest, like to the Reds. You know, Eugenio Suarez is gone. He might be a good guy. Uh, They can go get Castillo or somebody like that. And I couldn't believe they didn't try and get Amir Garrett if he was available. That's a great lefty to have in the bullpen. So I would have definitely sent J.D. Davis that way and tried to get somebody like Garrett or Castillo.
1: Yeah, and we'll. I think there's still a move down the road coming. From, so The New York Post Instagram, Jaden Stark two three four said, "Best baseball team? Yes, the Mets are." Leaf Raker said, "Make Syracuse the Chiefs again." <laughs> uh, okay, no comment. Josh Launch sixteen. Are the Mets going to make it to the World Series this year? Yes, I do. And we'll do a season preview and get into that. Uh, Austin Kardashian, big fan of the show, said, "Miss you guys anyway." Do you think McNeil can ever get back? Titting 300, thanks, LGM. I think he can. I think, you know, his head on straight, he's clearly a great hitter and a gifted hitter. That if he doesn't have the mental side of the game eat him up, I think McNeil we could see as a 300 hitter, especially in a more limited role. I think when the grind of 150 games for him was a lot, he'll probably play 100 to 120 this year. And I think that that's going to help a guy's numbers less games, more, you know, less at bats, better average.
0: Yeah. And, and if he's hot, he, Buck Showalter, I think is the kind of manager that will say, you know what, he's hot. Let's find a way to keep him in the lineup and he can play he has that you know ability flexibility to play left field and to play second base you know you, there's and to dh you could put him in a multitude of things to keep his bat going and that's the the beauty of having that universal dh and as long as they give buck the opportunity to sit back and provide some guidance and say hey you know my eyes are telling me he needs to stay in the lineup. I know what the the numbers say and all the metrics say, but let's ride him out another game or two before we give him a couple of days off.
1: Jason Bass on IG, when are we going to get bullpen help? We need a closer. It's coming. I know, I think a lot of people don't realize the season does not start for another 17, 18 days, and there's still guys on side and trades to be made and injuries that are going to happen, they're going to yep. force you unit trade. So I know people are, you know, on their on pins and needles. Is that the saying? That's the saying. Wow, finally, I got a saying right. Usually, I say the wrong thing. Um, last question from Nicole Van Allen, two thousand three. Do you like Taylor Swift? Um, yes, I actually like the Red album. I saw her in concert. She didn't do a lot of the Red album. I like her. Her. I don't love her latest album. I like the hits. I like the pop hits. You know, 22, we're never getting back together. When she gets, like, too poetic, I know I'm going to have Swifties maybe come at me for this, but the most recent hearts, do you agree? Do You like the, the hits, Taylor, and not the Taylor who, like, you know, gets them all poetic and stuff. It's just you want to hear, you want to groove to Taylor. I don't know if you want to, like, cry with her the podcast is running long jake and we're talking about taylor (laughs) swift (laughs) this is why he gets paid the big bucks god i love this dude that'll wrap up the question segment we'll close out the show next with the nelson Figueroa spanish academy on amazing mature yeah the spotlight that could make you a god bienvenidos mi gente
0: we are now entering the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy. Dieta Restringida. Oh my God. Dieta Is that even
1: Spanish? Oh, did I just roll my
0: R? I think you rolled a T. It was awful. <laughs> Manejando borracho.
1: Manejando borracho.
0: What? Why did it
1: sound like you got zapped? Well, I'm trying to switch up the tongue rotations and, mm. and get it get the tongue right. You
0: got to believe. Tienes que creer.
1: Tienes que creer. Yeah, you make
0: it sound so good. I just
1: can't roll the R's, it's but otherwise. Awful. All oh, right. Tienes que creer. Amen. How do you say amen? Uh, you just said it. I can't remember this stuff. It is hard. Just say yes. C. Uh, si. There you go. I knew you could do it.
0: Ah, bienvenidos, mi gente. That was our new theme song, brought to you by Andrew Hartz. Here we are at the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy, where Jake gets to show his inability to learn a foreign language. His mastery of English has been a um, you know what subject.
1: Was my grade the first two years, like a C minus, maybe oh, C you, plus. You're,
0: you're, you've passed. This is your third year of Spanish. I think so think
1: got better as the year went on. Maybe, maybe Nah,
0: not. you you. Got something, I can tell you that. But <laughs> we're going to start out with one of the themes of our first podcast back, of course, is talking about the new manager, Buck Showalter. So we're going to, the phrase is the new veteran manager. Oh, God. <laughs> and it goes, el nuevo dirigente veterano. El nuevo. El nuevo. Dirigente. Dele, is it de la gente? No, it is not. De gente. Dirigente. De la gente. D-E-L-E, D- D- gente Not even close D-I-R-I G-E-N-T D-I-R-I Yep Nuevo gente. Veterano Petrano what, Why Petrano? Veterano Veteran Veterano uh,
1: Veterano <laughs> What? How did you get to turn French? Nuevo Dirigente Nuevo <laughs> Carl Pavano Carl <Cole. laughs> Pavano god I, nuevo? i'm still going to my off season phase here first is spring by the way happy spring happy spring <laughs> should we do that as
0: a- oh the wait till <laughs> we get to the word it's not all going to make sense don't people I- don't you worry el nuevo el nuevo dirigente <laughs> the lights back <laughs> that's god again dirigente <laughs> i need i need to find god <laughs> nuevo dirigente dirigente Veterano. Metrano. No, veterano. 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 <laughs> MetroCard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i refill mine. All right. By yourself all at once. It's a nuevo dirigente veterano. 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 Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one. Uh, hey. One hey, more hey. time. Say it. El nuevo.
0: El nuevo. Dirigente. Dirigente. Veterano. Veterano. That's closer.
1: Now you're by yourself. El nuevo, dire, el nuevo Dirigente veterano. What's the last one?
0: I can't remember. All I know thing. is I heard pasta in your voice when you said that last right, one. Well, veterano.
1: Hearts, you want to give it a try now? El, el Nueve. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Say it
0: one more time. I'm the teacher. You profesor. Eh, profesor. Profesor. Oh, God. El Nuevo. El Nuevo. Go ahead, Hearts. El Nuevo. Dirigente. dirigente, Veterano.
1: Veterano Veterano See he took Spanish I took French for seven years
0: so. I, I, I don't think you're good at French either
1: <laughs> No Bonjour monsieur Je m'appelle Jacques Je suis un grand garçon. As Je parle un petit peu français uh, I heard croissant in there So I'm pretty sure I didn't say like croissant another. I said petit peu Croissant <laughs> <laughs> Croissant, croissant. There, yeah. there it is, there it is. It's $8 $8 I didn't dollars, say bro. croissant But now I want one <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Are we had eight? Damn.
0: Now we're going to go with the word of the week. Okay. Um, based on today's first podcast, talker. Uh, Who's the st- talker? What oh, you I wonder who that could be. Not me. Be. Not at all. Hablador. 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 <laughs> Hablador.
1: Hablador.
0: Hablador. Hablador. That's not that hard. Uh, it's not that hard. It's Hablador. Easy. But you're going to keep talking about it, aren't you? Hablador. Hablador. <laughs> Yo soy un hablador. Since you have to sigue hablando. Yo soy hablador. This is like a... That th- means I am talker. This is like we're in a group <laughs> session. I am a talker. My name is Jake and I'm a talker. Hi, Jake.
1: Hola, Jacques.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we go back to the manager one last time and then we're wrapping up.
1: El nuevo. Is that right? Is it nuevo? Nuevo. El nuevo dirigente... Hello, so oh. veterano, veterano, no, no. veterano, veterano, veterano. El nueve, di- no nueve is nine. El nuevo, yes, el nuevo dirigente. Ah, what, what is it again? I keep forgetting. Veteran. I need to write it down. Veteran. One more time. El nuevo, el nuevo dirigente. I'm gonna write it down. El nuevo <laughs> dirigente, veterano. Veterano,
0: right. no Trano. Why are you going Trano? Veterano, Veterano.
1: There you go. El nueve Dirigente Oh, sorry. Ah. El nuevo dirigente veterano.
0: That's as close as I think we're That's gonna a get. C plus, right there. Great. Yeah, I'm glad your C's equal degrees. And then <laughs> yo soy
1: hablador.
0: See, sí. hablador. See.
1: Sí. That wraps up the how it, so that wraps up the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy. Au revoir, Miconio. A <laughs> uh, lighter. If you listen to the show last year, oh, you'll remember no. that one. Well, thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping in producing the show that says goodnight to episode 96, Figgy of 96. Amazing. But true, we're 96 episodes deep and this is only episode two in studio two out of 96 can we get mama brown on the line to do the math that's like two percent of shows almost four percent very, very close to that give us a follow at jake brown radio at figgy and why at amazing but true give us a five-star rating write a nice review on apple Podcasts. give us a five-star rating on spotify as well we will have guests in the coming weeks we'll try and get player manager former player broadcasters a lot of good things in the coming weeks every monday a new episode will drop and figgy your season will be starting a month from now for the staten island Ferryhawks. but a good return back to the studio today nicely done
0: no great to be here and great to uh have some laughs and talk about some mets baseball
1: let me throw another doll in the tip jar because i want to get chick-fil-a uh, right now it. and get some nugs so we're gonna close out the show and go eat some goddamn chick-fil-a thanks everybody for listening Can happy spring that? how do you say happy spring <laughs> Hop A, Spring A, How do you, Happy Spring. Can we get a Spanish on that for close out the show? Do you know? We'll have to wait till next week. All right. Next week I will can't. be Happy Spring. Uh, enjoy Max Scherzer's debut, and we'll talk to you next Monday right here on Amazing But True. In the words of Ja Rule, we were hoodwinked, bamboozled, and led astray, Figgy.